14, the Bible declares in verse 8, and there sat a certain man at Lystra, impotent in his feet, being a cripple from his mother's womb, who never had walked. The same heard Paul speak, who steadfastly beholding him and perceiving that he had faith to be healed, said with a loud voice, Stand upright on thy feet and the man leaped and walked the man leaped and walked father I pray as I bring this simple message to the people that faith will be birthed in their heart to let their faith loose tonight faith will be birthed for that miracle and then faith will be released in Jesus mighty name and the people said take your seats please Paul the Apostle was preaching the gospel at Lystra and while preaching there sat a man listening to him and watching him intently the man had been a cripple from birth had never walked had never known a day or a moment when his legs worked from his, his mother's womb he had been a cripple think about what it must be like watching other people walk while you cannot I remember a young man named Steve Steve Warren was his name he was my friend Steve Warren was a crippled young man Years ago when I lived in Toronto, Canada, I used to go to his father's fellowship. His father was a pastor named Bernie Warren. Today, Bernie works with David Maines on Huntley Street. David became, I, I should say, Steve became very, very close to me. One day, he said to me, can we go out to the tent and sleep out there tonight? And I used to go every Friday to their fellowship called Bizak, Bizak Center, right outside Toronto close to the airport there in Mississauga every Friday his father would hold a fellowship meeting about two three hundred people would come and it worship God Steve had one sister who was normal another brother who was normal but not him three children and one young man his legs did not work not only did his legs not work his body did not grow normally 
He was the brightest of the children. He had a brain on him, Steve Brock, that would amaze you. He was bright. He was exciting. He was fun. One day he said to me, he said, Benny, let's go out to the tent. I had just had my friend and he told me his friend's name. He said he built that tent out there. Let's go sleep in the tent tonight. And maybe every so often we'll go up and look at the stars and maybe you and I can pray. We're out there. And Steve got very quiet at one point. Steve was 16 years old. I was in my teens myself. This is way before I began to preach. I began preaching when I was 21. This is years before that. I was maybe two, three years older than him by that time. He said, look, he said to me, we just, he was just crying and he looked at me and he said, he said, do you know what it's like to see you with legs and me without? He said, you know what it's like to see friends of mine able to run and able to walk? I cannot. He had not used those legs from birth himself. When I read about the story, I think about Steve because Steve was born like that. Looked at me, he said, Benny, in heaven, will my legs work in heaven? Steve, I said, not only will your legs work in heaven, your whole body will be perfect in heaven. He said, oh, heaven must be worth it then. Heaven must be worth it. Everywhere he would go, he had to be carried. In 1973, I went down to Catherine's meeting for the first time. The third trip, we took Steve with us. I'll never forget carrying Steve on the bus. Literally, I carried him on my shoulder. Here, little me carried Steve. He wasn't that big, believe me. Nor was he that heavy. Jim Pointer helped me at one point carry him into Catherine's meeting. And he sat in Catherine's meeting crying the whole time. We put him on a wheelchair at one point, and Catherine in Pittsburgh did not allow any wheelchair in the main sanctuary. Her service was held at the First Presbyterian Church downtown Pittsburgh, and all those who came on wheelchairs had to sit in the basement and listen to the service through the PA system. Jimmy, you remember that, don't you? Ralph, you know that too. And Steve said to me, he said, pick me up. I don't want them to see the wheelchair. They'll put me in the basement. Pick me up. We threw the wheelchair away. Literally, we threw it away. We just pushed it out of our way. And to this day, I don't know what happened to it. We just got rid of it as fast as we could because we were afraid that the ushers would see the wheelchair and then force him to go to the basement by himself. So we kicked the wheelchair out of the way. I still don't know whatever happened to it because we, we didn't see it after that. And we picked him up and held him. And Jim helped me, waiting in line, holding Steve. We went into the service, and I was praying, Oh, Lord, don't let the ushers see that the poor boy can't walk. And we put him beside us. And, I, and Jim took his jacket and threw it around his legs so they'd never know he didn't have any. Because his legs were tiny, just little things. 
he watched Catherine. Oh, that little boy, that young man, I should say, who really looked little, but he was a young man. He just, I mean, he was glued to that woman. Cried and cried and cried and cried and cried. Every so often he'd grab my hand and he'd say, are you praying for me? Are you still praying for me? And every so often he'd pick up the coat and see if his legs were growing. That boy was expecting that miracle that morning. I'll never forget that moment as long as I live. When Steve looked at me and said, is Jesus watching me or is he watching somebody else? Ah. Having known that young man, I somehow can feel what was happening to this man at Lystra while Paul was preaching because I remember what Steve went through while Catherine was preaching. He sat there impotent, crippled, being a cripple from his mother's womb. Never had walked, verse 8 says. But he heard Paul. And the more Paul talked about Jesus, the bigger the man's eyes got. His faith was building up with every sentence. His faith was growing with every word that Paul uttered. And halfway probably in his message, Paul looked down and saw that man. And every sovereign he'd look at him and see his eyes come alive. And Paul waited for the right moment and suddenly he looked at the man and with a loud voice, I'm glad Paul didn't whisper that one. Stand upright on thy feet, he said. And the moment he spoke it, that man was ready. And the Bible says he leaped. My God. And he leaped. Kent, come here a minute. You know what leap mean? Sit on that chair and leap. He leaped. Yeah, that's what he did. He leaped out of that seat. Say he leaped. Say it. Say it again. How many of you are ready tonight to leap out of your sickness into health? Out of your bondage into liberty? How many are ready tonight to leap out of darkness into light? Out of the bondage of the devil into the liberty of Jesus Christ? I pray tonight such faith will build inside of you. You'll just leap to receive that miracle from God. He leaped, the Bible says, and walked. Sickness is not pleasant. You're not here tonight to hear preaching. You're here to see the demonstrations of the Spirit of God. But you must know that I'm preaching tonight so you can believe tonight to see your miracle come tonight. Because faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of the living God. And I want you to know tonight Satan will not keep you sick 
because Jesus has decided to heal you. And sickness, my friend, sickness, my sister, and sickness, my dear brother, is not a blessing. Nobody who's sick will tell you they're being blessed right now knowing they're sick. You ask a, a man who has cancer, are you a blessed man? He'll say, get rid of that cancer for me, will you? Then I'll be blessed. Help me get out of this sickness. Then I'll be blessed. No, God does not send sickness. Sickness is not from God. Sickness is from the devil. And we are to fight sickness like we fight the devil himself. I am not here tonight. I have not come to Louisville. I have, I have not come to Louisville, Kentucky to preach doubt. I have come to preach faith in God. The God I know is a healing Lord. He said, I am the God that healeth thee. He said, I will bless thy bread and thy water and take sickness away from the midst of thee. He said, he healeth all thy diseases. The leper came and said to Jesus, if thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. And Jesus said, I will. And he is still saying, I will. Some will tell you, some will tell you that sickness is sent by God. So we can learn a lesson or be disciplined by God. I have news for you. God does not torment his people to teach them a lesson. He is a God of love, my friend. These they'll tell you. These they'll tell you that sickness comes from God. Why do they go to doctors? If sickness is from God, you should never go to a doctor. Because if you go to a doctor, then you're fighting God. And if sickness is from God, don't fight it, just enjoy it. If sickness is from God, then ask for a double portion, will you? Sickness is not from God, my friend. This Bible tells me that Jesus came to fight sickness. He was not, hear this, Jesus was not the friend of the devil. Everywhere he went, he fought sickness and disease. His favorite words, you know what his favorite words were? You know what Jesus said most? Be thou made whole. Be thou made whole. His favorite words, be thou made whole. He, he didn't say, be thou made sick. What did Jesus say? Be thou made. Say it again. Be thou what did Jesus say? Be thou made. Does God heal? Does God heal? Does God heal? Does God change? No. Does God heal? Does God change? Does God heal? Does God change? Does God heal? Does God change? Which means He heals today. Hallelujah! 
had a man tell me, well, he said, you know, miracles happen then. They don't happen now. I said, my friend, if God should change his mind about healing his people now, then he will change his mind on forgiving their sin. He'll change his mind on keeping him from coming to heaven. If God will change his mind about healing us, he is not the God we can trust. But that's not our God. Our God is not a liar. He is not a man that he should lie, the Bible says, or the son of man that he should repent. Hath he not said it? Will he not do it? I have news from you, sir. The Bible says, let every man be a liar. God is true. No, God does not change his mind. God is not a man that he should lie. Or the son of man that he should repent. Hath he not said it? Will he not do it? Tonight, remember, he does not change. Oh, people, I feel the anointing of the Holy Ghost here. Lift your hands and thank him. He is the changeless God. He never changes. His promises are now, yea, and amen forever. Sickness is his enemy. Sickness is his enemy. God hates sickness. He hates it so much. Look at me, people of God. In Job 42.10, he called it captivity. In Luke 13.11, he called it bondage. In Acts 10.38, he called it oppression. If God loves sickness, why would he call it captivity? If God loved it, why would he call it bondage? In Luke 11, when he said, Should not this woman whom Satan hath bound ye all these years be loosed? God loved sickness. Why would he call it oppression in Acts 10, 38? Oh, my friend. God is not the friend of sickness. Jesus came to destroy sickness as well as sin. With his stripes, we are healed. Oh, with his stripes, we are. Lift your hands and say, with his stripes we are healed. Say it again. Say it again. He sent his word and he healed our disease. That's what he said. He's your healer. He's your deliverer. He sent his word and healed my disease. He is the Lord, my healer. You sent your word. You are. With hands uplifted, tell him you sent your word. 
Even the men in Lystra, Lord, you sent your word. You heal that man. You'll heal us tonight as you healed him that day. As Paul preached, you sent your word. Stretch your hands. Let's believe God right now to heal and touch and deliver you. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, Lord, we will not give up. We will not give up for you declared in your word. Do not give up. We are not going to give up. We're believing, Lord, today. We're believing for that miracle. And Lord, I agree with every person watching this program today. I agree for that miracle now. In Jesus' mighty name, Lord, I agree that that healing will come today. That financial miracle will come today. That healing will come today to their home and family. In Jesus' mighty name. I rebuke that sickness. I rebuke that bondage in Jesus' mighty name. Somebody has been healed of a, a serious infection in the ear. Thank you, Lord. A skin problem is being healed. Thank you, Lord. Someone with a, you have, you have this, uh, uh, your skin just breaks all over the, the place. Uh, all I know is the Lord's healing it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Sinuses are being healed. Thank you, Lord. Someone who's just been having tremendous chest pains. Tremendous chest pains. You just felt a warmth go through your body. God is healing you totally. Thank you, Lord. A number of you are, are just feeling just a beautiful, warm sensation. That's the power of God. Father, heal every person in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Wonderful partner and family. You have just seen one of the newly digitized, life-changing messages. Many messages like this are being digitized today from the 80s and the 90s, including crusades and this is your day programs and so much more. And we want to show you more and more of them to bless your life, to strengthen you in the Lord, that your walk will be strong in these days where we need to hear the word of God. These messages and crusades were so anointed by the Lord, and that anointing is still on them, and we want to bring them to you. But I need your help. I need your help because 
to digitize these amazing sermons, teaching, crusades, and so much more costs a lot of money. You've given already some of that money. Thank you from all my heart, I say. But we have digitized already hundreds of them, but there's hundreds more still need to be digitized. Would you consider today to help us bring you many more messages that will really bless not only this generation, but many generations to come. Our children, grandchildren will be, will be blessed by them. Because the Lord, I believe, will use that blessed word that was preached and taught back in the 80s and the 90s. Let's do it for his glory today. So you can give right now on the platform you're watching me on, or you can simply go to our website, benin.org, or simply text. Whatever amount you give will help us keep doing what we began to do months ago, and we want to do more and more and more for the glory of our precious Jesus. And that is in, in addition to all that I do live, because my aim and my one desire is to strengthen you, the body of Christ. So thank you again for being with us today and listening and share these amazing messages with your friends and those who follow you on social media. Much love, and I'll see you again.